think it's important uh, for us to see that Jesus had a clear vision of the purpose of the events that unfolded on Good Friday. He wasn't a victim of a mob clamouring for his blood. He wasn't a pawn in the hands of the religious leaders of the day. Jesus' death was no accident. In fact, it was planned from the beginning of time. His death was essential to take away the sin of the world. And that was God's clear plan from Genesis 3 at the very beginning when humanity sinned and were removed from the garden. From the beginning of John chapter 18, where we started the Passion reading today, Jesus sets the events in motion. When Jews were in Jerusalem for the Passover, they had to stay within a certain distance of the city. Judas would have known that. John, the gospel writer, emphasises that Jesus was voluntarily giving up his life in obedience. A great testament to his character. When Peter raised the sword, what happened? Jesus stopped it. A great testament to his identity. Throughout the trial, Jesus answered without attempting to escape the inevitable. A great testimony to his purpose. Character, identity, purpose. These are the things that inform us about a person. Crucifixion was an horrendous form of capital punishment. He would already have been weakened by the beating, which would only serve to intensify the pain. His final words, it is finished, would probably be best understood in terms of it is accomplished. He has done what he set out to do. In fact, he has done what was ordained from the beginning. This is no mere ticking a box on a to-do list. It is finished. It's not that kind of uh, accomplishment. The plan had been in place for millennia. And as this plan was being accomplished, the events culminating in this death show us Jesus' character, his identity and his purpose. As God's son, Jesus resists all attempts to stop him doing what the Father wills. Before Annas, he maintains his poise, doesn't he? He responds to the questioning by saying he has nothing to hide. Before Pilate, he's happy to talk in private and to state clearly that he poses no threat to him since his kingdom is not of this world. And did you notice that he takes the initiative in the conversation? Pilate wants to release Jesus. But since the crowd doesn't want that, he has him flogged, hoping that that will satisfy them. But the crowd gets louder and louder in calling for his blood. And eventually, Pilate gives in to the political blackmail. 
It's an interesting way to conduct a trial, isn't it? How would you like justice to work like that these days? This was not just giving in to political blackmail, though. This was agreeing to Jesus being crucified when you know he has done nothing wrong. I guess you could say that Pilate at least ensures that Jesus is recognised on his cross as the king of the Jews. But the character, identity and purpose we see in Jesus far outstretches the character, identity and purpose of Pilate or indeed any other of the people he comes before. Even to the point of under the most horrific circumstances, Jesus thinks of others, his mother and his friend. Under the most incredible stress, his loving unselfishness is evident. He calls out, it is finished, meaning paid in full. Throughout John's gospel, there are many references to the time for the completion of the work that God has given him. What Jesus is saying as he calls out these words is that that time is not only come, it is now done. Theologians speak of this as the finished work of Christ. And by that they mean his once for all sacrifice that has accomplished eternal atonement for our sins. Today, we've got a visible symbol of what this is all about. This painting shows the darkness of the cross. It represents the horror, the blood, the pain and the gravity of what we remember today. The Gospels of Mark and Luke tell us about the three hours of darkness from midday to 3pm following Jesus' death. And this triptych here, by the same artist, shows us in graphic detail what was prophesied 800 years before that day when Isaiah said that he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquity. These paintings are an immediate and unmistakable focus for us today. Jesus was not going to be distracted from the task in hand. And what a task it was. It shows us his character, his identity and his purpose. And we need to be watching, reflecting and learning more and more about who this man is, about what he has done, how he did it and why. What are we told about him from what we've heard this morning? Who is he? As we think about Jesus dying on the cross, it's an important question for us to ask ourselves, who is he? Don't just take my word for it as I tell you about his character, identity and purpose. Ask the questions yourself. Come to your own conclusion. What your answer is will affect what you believe about why Jesus died 
It will affect your relationship with God. It will affect the way you live your life. Imagine yourself in the narrative today and ask the question, who is he? Who is this man? The soldiers were probably just doing their job, wanting to get the right guy. But also present was the person who had led the soldiers to Jesus, Judas. Judas had spent years with Jesus and had heard his teaching. He'd been learning who Jesus was along with Peter and the other disciples. What do his actions in betraying Jesus tell us about his answer to the question, who is he? What about the high priest and the religious officials? What would they say about Jesus? How would they answer the who is he question? Well, they wanted to trick him into saying he was the Messiah, which was God's special servant the Jews had been waiting for. Or they wanted to trick him into saying he was God's son, which would mean he was making himself equal with God. And he did both of those things. Jewish law said that anyone who did that should be killed. For the Jewish leaders, like others in Jerusalem, they had already heard Jesus' teaching. They'd seen the miracles, which make it clear who he was. But for them, Jesus was both a threat and an embarrassment. The Romans might take action against the Jews if they thought that here was a rebel leader. Also, Jesus had criticised the hypocrisy of the Jewish leaders. What answer to the who is he question did they want? And what about Pilate? What did he think of Jesus? In the end, Pilate wanted to call Jesus the king of the Jews. But others watching the crucifixion had different answers. My friends, what is your answer? Christians believe that Jesus is God's son, given by God to take the punishment for our sins. If we truly believe this, then we'll want to show that it's true as we live for him in thankfulness. Like some of those we read about, that response isn't always easy to show. But what about Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus? the end of our reading today, they were the ones standing at the tomb. For the past six weeks through Lent here at ACN, we've been following a series of encounters with Jesus through this beautiful gospel of John. One of those encounters, do you remember, was with Nicodemus. Early in Jesus' ministry, when Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, to ask questions, to see who he was, and to make assessment. The Nicodemus we heard about today has made his decision, hasn't he? That's clear. Both Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus had been watching Jesus carefully, wanting to discover the answer. If they were asked the who is he question, I think it's pretty clear what they'd say. 
When was the last time you asked yourself the who is he question? To answer it, I believe you need to think about his character, his identity and his purpose. What has he shown in his life? What has he shown in his death? What do they all point to? And are you ready to let that revelation change you and lead and guide your life? If you have questions or want to find out more, then you're probably sitting on something that will help you. On every seat, we have a little card about Alpha, which is starting in a week and a half. Well, the intro uh, uh, session is next Sunday afternoon. Come. Ask the who is he question. And please, come back on Sunday. Let me tell you, this is Good Friday, but the best is yet to come.